everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's June 17th. It is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Will, what's happening, my friend? Nothing much, man. Uh, here's the hoping at the recording of this podcast that uh, some good things can happen for me tonight. I um, got got a lot. I don't want to say a lot, but so so you, if you're in the prop game, especially if you play on Prize Picks, and you uh, you end up doing multiple tickets, then you know you, I almost build like GPP lineup, Stevie. But you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm using multiple cars to try to get places, and so I've got a couple 10x cards with Kirby and Otani left, and. Uh, if they come through, then it's a good day. So uh, that's how I'm doing right now. NBA playoffs are going on as we speak. Uh, at least at the moment, it looks like the Warriors are in control of the game, but who knows? Uh, yeah, that's how things are going right now, man. Yeah, I mean, that game's in halftime as we start recording here. And um, we'll just, we'll have to keep an eye out on it. Um, you think, man, it's tough. I think it's more of the Celtics. The defense is fantastic. It's just the offense is just not showing up. Um, I know I've watched most of every game so far. What are your thoughts on it real quick before we jump into this baseball slate? And I think it could work. I, 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 the Celtics, they just don't. It's like they just don't have the juice right now, man. Um, I'm fully expected, and maybe I'm wrong, but I've watched enough, and I, and I know we're kind of just talking about the first half. But the reason I think the the Warriors could win, I just I've seen enough bad Jason Tatum late down the stretch. Like it's he's not a bad player, obviously, but he, they start taking bad shots, they start taking the wrong shots at the wrong time, long step back threes. They just they just can't do that. And Golden State's already in control of this game, so um, if they don't if they don't shut the Warriors down on defense early, like I'm talking about the first six five minutes, I think the game's over. Yeah, I mean they gotta they gotta pressure that three point line. That's where they're getting crushed in the first half. So we'll see how that turns out. But we're gonna talk some baseball. We got 12 games to talk about here on today's slates. We get started with Philadelphia. At Washington, no total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Bailey Falter going up against uh, Paulo Espino for Washington. So, I mean, two guys, they're not fully stretched out. So, I mean, we could get a lot of bullpen here. Do you have any interest in Falter? Negative. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And then. Espino on the other side of this game, he's another guy that I just I want nothing to do with here. Um, 18% Ks. He's done a good job of limiting power out of the out of the bullpen. Um, but I mean, this is a guy that's thrown one to three innings, maxed out at 53 pitches this season, just or 55. He threw 55 earlier this year. But yeah, I just don't see him going deep into this game. Um, so no interest for me on Espino either. Yep. Zero. Let's talk some bats here. 
the Philadelphia side, you know, obviously Schwarber coming off um, of a big game on Thursday night. What are your thoughts here on the Philly bats? Yeah, I mean, I think they're play again. Um, Paolo is, is, is no one to be afraid of here. And especially on DK, the Philly bats are actually pretty reasonably priced, Stevie. You know, overall, a uh, Harper 6K, but outside of that, um, I mean, heck, if Odubel Herrera is in the lineup, he's 2,100. We'll be at the bottom, but I don't care. Um, he's got good power uh, from time to time. Got a little pop in the bat. And Castellanos, 4,300. DD 41. Hoskins, 47. Schwarber, 46. I just think it's a really good lineup to build. Definitely a stack that I think you can look at here on this slate. Um, and then, I mean, on – the Washington side, Juan Soto back in the lineup on Thursday. That was huge to see um, for them. They're really cheap. So, I mean, if you want to go, like, I, you know, obviously they're going to get a lefty here. We don't know how long Falter is going to pitch. So, I mean, if you're stacking, I think you got to play Soto. And then, I mean, maybe some Nelson Cruz. I don't think I've played Nelson Cruz this season um lane thomas maybe um i mean the, the numbers just aren't great against left-handed pitching yeah absolutely um i'm, I'm with you 100 um however I, I do we think nelson cruz has passed the lefty match of time or do we think he just needs to get a, get back in a groove and kind of go on a run here and get get get, get back rolling at the plate Maybe it's a combination of the two because clearly he's he is probably an elder statesman in the league at this point, almost like a Robinson Cano, if you will. So, um, I his numbers I, against lefties this season are terrible. He, he's yeah. not striking out, but I mean he has a a thirty four percent hard hit rate. It's not like they're great, right? Uh, so, I mean, I guess we're almost hoping for him to drive in a run via a, a ground ball or a double at this point. And, and that, that definitely could happen. All in all, I, I think Washington is just, in a, in a general sense, just a stack for me. Uh, I, I always, I'm always i always kind of interested in Josh Bell when he gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Like now he's down to 3,900, Stevie. And I, I understand that, you know, the numbers aren't amazing, but 3,900 for a guy like him, I mean, that's – it's just a little bit too cheap, I think. All right, we're cruising along here. We got San Francisco at Pittsburgh. We're done against Thompson in this one. Eight total. Some places have it seven and a half, but everywhere has Giants minus 200. Um, I mean, Carlos Radon getting Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, coming off of one of his best starts on the season. I guess the Dodgers might have had. Yeah, looked back. Uh, let's just say he looked back. Um I mean, I love him in this spot. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I think I think we were all kind of wondering what in the world is going on with Carlos after, you know, some kind of putrid starts overall. Um, just really not dialing up the case, like especially that one against Cincinnati. When I was at Cincinnati in the Great American Small Park, I'm going to give him a pass. But, you know, he comes back out and, and is back to his normal self against the Dodgers of all teams. And so uh, I'm hoping that uh, everything works just fine against Pittsburgh. 
you know, we just saw, you know, tons of pitchers just mow this team down week after week after week. I definitely think he's one of them, should be one of the top pitchers on the slate. Other side of this game, Zach Thompson, 6,100. Not a huge strikeout guy facing a team that, I mean, just they put the ball in place so much. I know this game's in Pittsburgh, but I still don't think I want Zach Thompson in the spot. Sorry, Stevie. No, no Zach Thompson. I'm not running to stack San Francisco. I think San Francisco handles this game. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, 5K for Belt, 4,500 for Jock. Like, Yaz and Jock, I think, are okay. Listella is okay. I just think this team's okay today. I don't think this is a, a like, ceiling stack on this slate. Am I crazy here? I don't think so. I don't think you're crazy at all, Stevie. And then I have no interest in Pittsburgh. None at all. No, no. And I, let, let me ask just one question about the San Francisco side, Steve, while we have you. Outside of Brandon Belt, like everybody's cheap. How would you feel about legitimately stacking this team and just leaving Belt out? I'm, I'm just curious. I think if I'd stack San Francisco, it'd be a three-man stack. I can dig it. I don't think I'd full. And, like, on, if you're playing on FanDuel, like it'd be, like, a four-person stack. But, yeah, it just for me, overall, I don't think this is a spot I want to fully stack this team. So, all right, moving on. We got New York at Toronto. No total in this game. Montgomery against Stripling. We'll start here with Jordan Montgomery, lefty, going up against Toronto. Um, has faced them one time this season. Was okay, not great. Any interest here in Jordan Montgomery against this team? I don't think I can do it, especially because, Stevie, overall this season, his strikeout ability has been seemingly capped at five strikeouts most games, and I am expecting him to give up some runs here. Um, I, I don't think I'm investing in Jordan Montgomery. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you look at Toronto against left-handed pitching, second best WRC plus second best Woba fourth highest ISO one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball. You know, they have 86 strikeouts in 386 at bats uh, against left-handed pitching this season. Um, yeah, it's just a tough ask, I think, for Montgomery in this spot. And then Ross Stripling, I mean, he looked good last start, and it was probably his best start of the season, but it was against Detroit. And he maxed out at 74 pitches. Like, I just – I'm not playing Ross Stripling going up uh, against the Yankees here. I mean, we look at Stripling's numbers on the season – his average exit velocity is hard contact. All that stuff suggests that he's really struggled against power righties. And I mean, look at New York. They're just full of power righties. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no Ross dribbling, zero shares, neither pitch in this game. All about that base, a.k.a. the bats. All right, let's talk bats here. Um, what do you like here for New York? Yeah, man, I think, you know, in terms of 
the overall team. And, and this is something that was interesting to me, Stevie. Um, and I'm not sure if he's um, if he's going to make the line. Yeah, he probably will. But Matt Carpenter's been pretty stellar uh, here in New York since he since he's been there. So uh, he's a guy that I I really like here uh, at 4,400. I think I think the price is fair. Um, has had some big games, you know, uh, that two home run game against the, the Cubs. I mean, they scored 18 runs. Of course, he contributed a, a fair amount of um, RBIs there. Uh, give me Anthony Rizzo at 5,400. Uh, of course, I know Judge may strike out, and he's expensive. Stamp may strike out, but these are guys that can hit bombs, and I definitely think uh, Judge in particular can get a hold of Stripling here if Stripling pulls one meatball across the plate. So I uh, really like the Yankees overall. Um, I think it's a good spot for them uh, in general. Both of these teams, this total is going to come out in nine and a half, maybe even ten. I was um, thinking nine out of ten myself. Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe ten and a half, Stevie, considering the pitching. Like Cole yeah. isn't pitching today. I think, yeah. I mean, even even on the Toronto side, Bo Bichette might not be in the lineup, so pay attention to that. He left the game early on Thursday. Um, I mean, and Chapman's kind of banged up, but that might lead to like Calvin Biggio drawing a good lineup spot. And he's someone that you could potentially save some money on here at 2,800 and you could play him at second base. So obviously a ton of interest in Vlad, ton of interest in Springer, ton of interest in T Oscar. Like, yeah, I mean, Toronto. And, and I guess I just got to really quickly say, Matt Carpenter for the Yankees. I just wanted to highlight him really quick. Um, he is he's on it right now. Like he has six yeah. home runs. He's crushing. That's what I'm saying it's it's incredible. Um, anything else to add on the Toronto side? Negative. All right, cruising along here. We got St. Louis at Boston. I'm gonna have to slide in the cards as DM. Um, you know, got <laughs> Saint, uh, you know, SCL cards. Stevie Stevie Sox TPFL. Um, we got Wainwright, we got Waka. We have a pick'em game at nine and a half. Um, I, I mean, it's going to be good hitting conditions in Boston today. You know, I, I think um definitely a spot where we're gonna we're gonna see some runs. Like we're we're seeing 4.7, 4.8, you know, implied team total. Like it's it's time, man. Um Adam Wainwright, 8,100, good pitcher, tough matchup, really, really tough matchup. Yeah, not the day to play Adam Wainwright. Much respect for him and what he's been able to do throughout the course of his career, right? To continue his career going, Stevie, when other pitchers may be faltering, he's still finding ways to be very, very serviceable, shall I say, Stevie, throughout most of the year. But, yeah, today is not the day. Listen, he – Still has plenty of upside in certain matchups. I don't think today is one of them. <laughs> I would I would tend to agree. And then Michael Walker on the other side of this game. I Same don't scenario, right? Yeah, I just don't think I can I, I don't think I can do it. And it's tempting because Waka is so good against righties. But at seventy four hundred, I need some I need some strikeouts, and I just he's just not someone that like presents that like strikeout ceiling. Um, he's at seventeen percent on the season. 
I, I just don't think this is the day I want to play Michael Walker. And, you know, we know he he's shown some upside in some matchups and I mean, he's probably super excited to face the Cardinals overall, but yeah, I just don't think this is a spot I play Walker. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing too, Stevie, uh, speaking of Walker, even though I know that uh, Tyler O'Neill is, is bad, the bottom line is this, this team is just not striking out a ton. Like, uh, I watched them yesterday against uh, Ronzi Contreras a little bit. And, you know, Contreras kind of poked around a little bit, right, like the first three innings or so. And then he comes back through this order, and they're just, Steve, I mean, seven pitch at-bats, eight pitch at-bats, nine pitch at-bats, just not striking out. And I think that's Michael. That's the Michael Walker special here today. He's going to see – he's going to have some tough, tough, tough at-bats a couple times, right? I mean, you get an eight or nine pitch at bat, you know, two or three times and two in them, it's just going to wear on you. I, I'm off Walker for sure. I'm not lining up to play St. Louis against him because they are so expensive. I feel like if you're playing St. Louis in this spot, it's just a stack. Like, I don't want one-offs. I want a full-on stack. My biggest concern is they don't have that like big left-handed power bat to take advantage of Waka, and he can limit the damage enough where if he gives up one home run and a few earned runs, it's just not enough to pay off these prices. So I think if I'm if I'm playing them, I'm stacking them. But overall, this is probably not a spot that I'm going to end up um, playing him at these prices. Same here. Playing them, not him. Uh, Boston side. I mean, Wainwright's good too, and Boston's expensive too. This game has a total. I mean, there's projected some runs here. I think if I am playing Boston, I'm stacking them. And, I mean, Devers is one of my favorite plays from Boston. It's just, I mean, it's so hard to it's so hard to fit the bats in here with the pitching on this slate, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to do it, Stevie, you know, you'll probably have to squeeze in Verdugo for sure at 3,600. He's probably the guy. You maybe have to play Jaron Duran, and maybe you just play Devers out of the big bats and, and hope that you can get, like, maybe a Duran, Devers, Verdugo, Cordero. You know what I'm saying? One of those odd stacks where maybe Devers hits a home run or two. JD, had, JD and Xander have one of those days where – they get walked or they got some single or double RBIs and the other guys come behind them and drive them in with singles and doubles, perhaps, um, you know, because like you said, you want pitching on this slate and you also want some bad exposure and these teams are in good spots, um, but they're just expensive. And so you just can't play everybody. So I totally get it. Yeah. Um, the cores game so juicy we'll get there and i mean when i'm just looking to pay up i think that's kind of where i'm gonna end up and i mean i think a lot of people are going to be that way we're going to talk about a couple other games that are kind of juicy today but yeah that's where I'm at. all right moving on we got the marlins at the mets pablo lopez carlos carrasco no total in this game pablo lopez was supposed to start on wednesday dealt with a little bit of a wrist injury they said they hope for him to start in this game. So, with that said, if he starts, um, I'm assuming they really want him to start. But what are your thoughts here on Lopez 
if he indeed does come back and start in this game? I mean, if he comes back, I just I don't think I'm pulling the trigger, Stevie. And, and Lopez has been fine this season. Like this, it's got really nothing to do with him. I just think the Mets are good enough. Like when you look at these K rates uh, against against righties, like while they may have some guys that are going to strike out overall, Stevie, it's just not happening. Like, um, and I'm gonna use and Corbin Burns is, is on a different level in my opinion than than. Uh, than uh, Lopez for sure, but even the K rates like Brandon Nemo is at uh, 16%, Connor at 19, Lindor at 20. Yeah, you got Escobar and Davis here at 24, McNeil at nine, Guillaume at 12. Like it's just, it's just not enough strikeouts, I don't think, uh, for him versus Burns, who's got a 32% K rate. So I um, I can't do it. I don't think I could do it either. I don't even – I mean, I don't mind Carrasco on the other side of this game. This game's in New York, um, good pitching ballpark. He's had some decent games this season. I, I definitely could see playing Carrasco at 9,100. He's not my favorite. But, honestly, I don't want to play the bats in this game on either side. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I project this to be a low-scoring game. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, 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 you know, both pitchers are okay. The only reason why I, I don't think I want to play Lopez, first of all, I think him and Kershaw are overpriced today. Like, I know Carlos Rodon had, a, had that, like, three-game stretch where he just wasn't showing the upside. But in my opinion, he probably should be the most expensive pitcher today, given, given the matchup. And so we're sitting here with Kershaw and Lopez against the Mets. I just think they're overpriced, rough matchups. Um, and so that's, that's why I'm not playing them. But once again, these are two really good pitchers. Uh, definitely not playing any bats here. I think Carlos Rodon is the best pitcher in the slate, and that's just where I'm at. Texas at Detroit. We got John Gray going up against Tarek Scoble. Seven and a half total, pick him game. Um, I like John Gray a lot in this spot. He and I was had, just going to – oh, sorry, Steve. You go ahead. I'm sorry. No, so I was sorry. just saying he, he's pitched really well in two of his last three games. He has – one of the, if not the best matchup on the slate going up against Detroit. They're one of the worst offenses in baseball. Um, so John Gray, 6,900, love the potential value. And I think he's one of the best point per dollar pitchers on the slate. And I expect him to be very popular in the spot. Yeah. I mean, he's too cheap, right? Stevie, like he should be 6,900. The way John Gray's been pitching Stevie in this spot, don't you think he should be 8k? Like, I think he should have been 8K. I think he's way too cheap. He's definitely going to be a big-time cash and tournament pitcher, I think. No doubt about it. And let me just plug this in, Stevie. Excuse me. If John Gray – like, I, I'm, I'm scouting the board right now while we're on this podcast, Stevie. I'm trying to see if they're going to give us John Gray at four-and-a-half strikeouts and 17-and-a-half pitching outs. I doubt they do that for this spot. They probably give him five-and-a-half. But I think they might still give us 17 and a half pitching outs. And I'm I'm ready to pounce and hammer the over there. Like, oh man, I, I can't wait. Even if he comes out at five and a half, Stevie, I may still take the over because it's Detroit. Five and a half strikeouts, that is. If they give us 17 and a half pitching outs, just go ahead and load that up right now. Um, I'm in. I can't wait to see what they put for his fantasy points, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let it come in at Good like call. 30, 
Let it come in at like 35. <laughs> Good call. <Over. laughs> Good call. Um, so, yeah, I've been looking for that as well. Uh, I'm going to be up late tonight, Stevie, because I don't know if you realize, like, they've been moving the lines. Like, I recorded a video for Prize Picks, put it out, and then by the time that, well, they released the video and then they bumped to five. And then, of course, Ashby ends up with a push instead of a win. Um, but if you got it in at four and a half this morning, Along with uh, Perez, you, you you won that card today. So uh, either way, it was a you made money, but you may not have completely got your three X. But bottom line is they're going to shift the lines, so we got to pounce on it early. Tarek Scoble on the other side, nine K. He's another pitcher that I really like today. Love um, it. Yeah, like tough start last time out. It was Toronto. They're a tough team. Great bounce back. Go seventy six pitches. Well, I mean, he just wasn't pitching well. Uh, he was he was struggling a lot, so did not shock me. Um, they he was someone that was kind of limited innings wise last year, so it doesn't it didn't shock me that when he's just not going that way that they're just not going to let him go. But I like him a lot in this spot. Texas is a team that I mean they have some lefties in their lineup and they they can't really go right-handed heavy here. Um so I think Scoble especially with his numbers against lefties if they roll out three or four lefties it's just in a fantastic spot today. Yeah, Tariq man, he's on my list. Also Stevie, he's also on my list for strikeouts today. I I I'm if they I'm thinking they give us five and a half again cuz he faced Toronto, didn't quite get there. I'm hoping that they, Stevie, if we get him at five and a half against Texas, it's, it's another over. Like I've got a pile of, of props that I'm waiting on, but even outside the prop game, I love uh, Tariq Scooball here, even in tournament, Stevie, I'm not sure how popular he's going to be at nine K I'm in. Like, I think he has a really good day. Uh, Gray Scooball and, uh, and Rodon are absolutely absolutely the top of my list today period those are my top three pitchers i don't know if i'll play any other pitchers do you have any interest in bats in this game no i got nothing man like some of the texas bats i'd want to play they're kind of pricey nothing on the detroit side that i'd want to play the only reason that i would potentially look at detroit is just to get a leverage hedge stack off of gray if i if he projects to be like really really chalky but uh, both these pitchers i mean pick them game at seven and a half that just tells you so much about this game and i think the line is right i really do um like if i lived in a state where like unibet was legal i would be betting the under because it's at eight right now i would take the (laughs) under so that's where i feel about this game yeah all right we got white Sox. we got astros we have a Seven and a half total again. Uh, the Astros are one seventy-five favorite in this one. Lucas Giolito against Frambo Valdez. Um, Lucas Giolito, great pitcher, ninety-six hundred. Struggling here recently. He's had four really rough starts in his last five starts. Um, pitch well against Boston, one of those starts, but he struggled against Texas last time out. And I remember that start because I was so jacked when I saw that Texas lineup. He had eight Ks, but I mean, he had four in runs. He just struggled. Um, I think I'm going to have to let Giolito prove it to me before I play him again. And I, unless he draws a good matchup, but I am not playing a struggling pitcher against the Houston Astros. Nope, not doing it. 
And man, Stevie, I feel like I'm already building winning cards here tonight. I mean, you got to get in the prop shop, people. You know, I won't plug the prop shop too often, Stevie, while we're on the show. But if Giolito, if we get him at one and a half walks tomorrow, just take the over. I mean, Houston's like an automatic team, Stevie. Like when when they give us pitches at one and a half walks, like you just take the over and you pretty much hit it every time. By virtue of me saying that, of course, now Giolito is going to come out and get 10 Ks. But the theory still remains. That's the prop for me for Giolito. Also, I'm with you, not touching him here against the Houston Astros. Uh, they should have. He should have a tough day on the road. Houston's at home at Tropicana. I'm. I'm definitely not playing Giolito here. Valdez. I mean, Valdez is just known for generating ground balls, not getting blown up. White Sox are a great team against left-handed pitching. I don't think he makes the cut for me today. I really don't think he makes the cut for me today. He is a good pitcher. He's a really good real life pitcher, but I think this is a really tough, tough ass to, you know, going up against um, the White Sox. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same. I mean, just Framber Valdez might be another candidate for overwalk, Stevie. Like that, that might be the case here. Um, I know I keep handing out props today, but I'm telling you, like, I'm scouting the board. It's these things aren't out, but I kind of you start doing this long enough and you see what you kind of get a feel for where the lines are gonna come. And hopefully I'm right. And they actually give them to us. Um, also not playing Framber Valdez here. He could definitely get some strikeouts, but I don't think they, you know, I, I just I, I can't do it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, too, about Valdez. I could see him doing well. I just, I think he would, I think he's going to have to run on the right side of Babbitt. Have to see what the lineup looks like. I mean, with Anderson out, um, if Jake Berger is out again, you know, obviously it's a little bit better matchup. But yeah. Do you have any interest here in the Chicago White Sox bats? I think I'm on one-off alert with the White Sox. Like, that that's kind of the approach I take. I don't want to stack them. I'm also not expecting Valdez to have some stellar game. Um, but, you know, if I, if I was maybe a two- or three-man, like Pollock at 3,700 is incredible. Uh, Andrew Vaughn has, has been good at 3,900. Uh, you know, Bray at 43. Like, I think that's what I do. I don't, I don't full stack them, but, you know, some two- and three-man stacks for sure. And then Houston, I mean, I could see stacking Houston against Giolito, but it's still kind of uh, still kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing Giolito because I don't think the upside is there, but I do. I'm also not really playing Houston. Like th- their upside limits each other. Does that make sense? Like, oh, it makes. You know what I mean. I mean? This has another seven and a half game. Uh, I mean, it's still another low scoring game. Yep. All right, moving on. Now we're going to talk some bats. We got San Diego at Colorado. 12 total. 12 total. Padre is a 155 favorite. We got um, Mackenzie Gore going up against Kyle Freeland. Mackenzie Gore, prospect. Um, has pitched somewhat well 
you know, really struggled last time out against Colorado in San Diego. And now we get Colorado in cores going up against this guy. Um, 9,200 for a pitcher in cores. Like that's an easy no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, can't do it too, too many other good plays for us to be playing McKenzie Gordon. I don't dislike him as a young pitcher, uh, but I'm absolutely not playing him today. And I, I, I'm not playing Freeland either. Negative. Let's talk bats. Padres. Um, what do you like here for the Padres today? Everything. Uh, channeling my inner Cat Williams. But um, Machado at 61, I'm in. Luke Voigt is still down here at 38, Steve. Like, that, that, that's what's <laughs> incredible about the Coors matchup. Like, how in the world – is Voigt 38, Hosmer 29. Okay, I'll give you Hosmer 29. That's your freebie, right? Austin Nola, 34. Hasean Kim, 33. Like, they made it so easy to actually play the Padres today. And you can go ahead and play Manny. Um, Luke Voigt is like, that's atrocious. He, he should have been at least 4,500 in the spot. Like, And that's even gracious considering the, the spot. I don't want to bury the lead here. I don't want to bury the lead. This is an amazing spot for Manny Machado. He is the best hitter on this slate today. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to bury the lead. The dude is – he has an 8% strikeout rate against lefties with a 51% <laughs> hard hit rate and a 325 ISO. Like, I'm not burying the lead here. This is absolutely – like the top hitter on the slate and at 6,100, you're trying to get him in there. Well, how do you get him in? Well, like you said, Luke Voigt, Alfaro, the catcher at 3,500, Kim 3,300. Like you can stack San Diego with only one player over 5k. And honestly, you could probably stack San Diego with only one player over 4k. Um, So yeah, love, love this spot for the Padres. And I love the Rockies here. The Rockies, I keep talking about it. They're one of the best teams in baseball this season against left-handed pitching. They have a really good lineup against lefties. So I I really like the Rockies side of this game too. Um, I think it's a great spot. Yeah, Stevie, you know, you talked about how we're going to get them in. Um, I, I do want to just go back and revisit one thing. Not, not only are we getting cheap bats on the same team, John Gray at 6,900 is just – it's the great equal. Like, it's opening it all up. All right, I'm done there. Um, but I'm with you. Like it. Uh, Rocky side, like them as well. I, I, I definitely think maybe they have a slightly tougher time uh, against Mackenzie Gore than, let's say, you know, Machado will against Freeman. But, you know, that's okay. Um, CJ Crone is, I mean, God, you can get Crone and Machado in this spot, Stevie. The problem is, do you want to play Crone or Luke Voigt? I, I'm going to side with Voigt today at, at that $1,000 discount. Uh, that's the issue you run into, I think, on DK. On FanDuel, though, there is no issue. You can play them both um, in the flex and the first base, and you can still get Manny. Uh, FanDuel may be the place to try to get a little uh, Crone, Voight, Machado action, uh, if you will. You got Daza here at 3200 which is also very cheap. Uh, all in all, both sides of this game, I think, are too cheap for the condition, Stevie. Great spot. Full disclosure, you know I don't really play cores. Um, and I think everybody knows that by now, uh, but I, I, I will one off a few pieces, I think, in this spot. If you don't play chords today, it's a mistake. 
I, I'm just keeping it real with you because you're my dude. This is I can't wait till prize picks post total bases for some of these hitters today. Cause if some of the total bases for these guys, like if Machado comes in at, on prize picks at one and a half, like total bases, just absolute lock for me. Abs- I, I'll have it in all my prize picks today. All right. Minnesota at Arizona. Nine total in this game. Uh, the Twins, a slight favorite here. Smeltzer against Bumgarner. Any interest here in Devin Smeltzer? No. Finally getting exposed a little bit here over the last couple starts. Um, we knew the numbers weren't going to hold up. You know, everything suggested that the numbers were going to decline a little bit for him. And, you know, we've definitely saw that in the last few starts. Could potentially end up being like a good real life pitcher, but DFS wise, um, just not a guy that's going to have a ton of upside. Madison Bumgarner on the other side of this game, his highest fantasy point outing this season is 20.1. I think that's everything that you need to know about Madison Bumgarner this year. He's just not the same guy. It's just a big name. Absolutely. Uh, shout out, shout out to mad bum uh, back in the old days. I mean, winning World Series and things alike. They're telling stories about him, you know, being in the country, riding go-kart Stevie and four wheels and all of these things. Those days are long gone, not playing any Madison Bumgarner. Sox and Minnesota bats. Um, Buxton. Oh, yeah. Buxton. Buxton. Oh, man. Buxton. Get me Buxton. excited, Stevie. <laughs> um, talk to me here about Minnesota, Will. No, this is a good spot for them, um, and I kind of, I kind of got them up there. Like they've got a four, four, a four point eight run total at least right now, a four and a half, whatever it is. What is it, Stevie? For you, is it four and a half? Uh, pushing five. At any rate, I, I think they score plenty of runs. Where do you have their line at currently? Four point eight for Minnesota. Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, good. So Buxton at five and a half, love it. Carlos Correa at five point one. Love it. Polanco at 47. Love it. Gio Ochoa, 3,700. Love it. Gary Sanchez at 5K. Uh, don't love it as much, but, I mean, if he's ever going to hit a home run, God, it's against Madison Bumgarner. Miranda, 3,200. Like, this is just a good spot for these righties. Like, it's a really good spot. Uh, if you've got Madison Bumgarner props, gosh, do you feel like I'm building five flexes? right? I just need to start plugging all these things in and writing them down while we're on the show. Madison Bumgarner may come out at 24, 25 and a half fantasy points, maybe even 23. I think I'm in on the under here. Like the, the, the twins should score plenty of runs or enough runs to limit the upside since he should not be picking up a lot of K's. I think the twins are a phenomenal stat. Um, you know, if I'm not playing Coors, which I'm not, like I said, I'll just be doing some mini stacks or a one-off, something like that. The twins are in one of the top teams on the slate in my opinion. Yeah, I like Minnesota stack. Um, I really like Jordan Luplo on the other side of this game at 4,200. Should hit leadoff. Christian Walker, 4,100. He's been like a hidden gem. Oh, yeah. He's left-handed pitching. So really like both of those guys. Depending on who's in the lineup, um, you could potentially three-man this, but definitely a, a spot that I'm going to look at. The roof will be closed for this game. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts here on the Arizona side? Yeah, I mean, I like this spot as well. You talked about – uh, Christian Walker, not only has he been a hidden gem, Stevie, he's been kind of staying fairly cheap at, at 41. I like it. He's even been 3,800 a few times, 3,200. 
Uh, I am in uh, on, on the Arizona stack as well, uh, especially playing Walker Carson Kelly is uh, is, is 3,100 uh, at catcher. I think that's definitely fair for today. Uh, I'd probably take him over Sanchez to get that salary relief. A uh, big time spot like both sides of the game. All right. We got Kansas City at Oakland. No total in this one. It sounds like Zach Greinke is going to come off the IL and be the pitcher in this spot um, for Kansas City. And then Montas is pitching for Oakland. I mean, we've played just about everybody against Oakland this season. I think it ends here, though. Um, 49 pitches in his rehab start. Hasn't pitched um, in the big since May 29th. Low strikeout rate. This might be where I draw the line on playing a pitcher against Oakland. <laughs> I totally get it, Stevie. Um, there's just there's enough out there for us to not have to reach with Zach Greinke. Like, there's no reason to play Zach Greinke today. Uh, absolutely, let's just leave him on the shelf. I kind of have some interest in Montas. There's some strikeouts in this Kansas City lineup. He's 8,300. He's kind of one of a few of that like mid-tier range, I would say. Um, do you have interest in Montas here at 8,300? Yeah, I, I think, and I think a lot of it, Steve, for me is the price. Uh, at 83, um, do, do I like him better than Scooball? No, right? I, that, I do not. However... At 8300 you're getting a $700 discount. Do I like him better than Wainwright? Absolutely. I absolutely do. Um, this this is a definitely a good spot for Frankie Montas. He's another one I've got on watch, Stevie. Like, I, I'm, I'm sitting on these guys. I'm saying, okay, who do we get at five and a half that should be six? Who do we get, you know, at 17 and a half pitching outs that should be maybe 18 and a half? Like, th- those are the spots that I'm looking at. Montas is on my list for sure, 8300 I, I think this is a phenomenal play. Yeah, and like just kind of looking at Kansas City, obviously you can play Sal, you can play Melendez, you can play Witt Jr. I mean, at these prices, though, I think I'm probably going to stay away from Kansas City against Montas in Oakland here. Yeah, for sure. No Kansas City bats for me. Oakland might be that team today, Will. They might be that dumpster team that if you're going two top-end pitchers, and you want to do like a two or three man? I mean, Seth Brown is twenty nine hundred. Yes. If Tony, if Tony Kemp bats lead off, he's three K. Yes. Like Granky's hittable, man. Um, so Stephen Vogt is twenty four hundred at yeah. catcher, right? Yeah. And, and Stevie, that's a possible one three five combination, or you know one four six, like something like that. But you you're getting cheap bats at the top of the order. Like I'm in, Stevie. I'm in. Yeah. I think it might be one of like three times this year that I've been like, I might actually play some Oakland today. And that, that's what, <laughs> that's what Zach Granke does for you. Um, there you go. Absolutely. All right. We got the angels and the Mariners seven and a half total. Uh, the Mariners, a one thirty favorite Lorenzen against Robbie Ray. Any interest here in Michael Lorenzen? No. Yeah. 7,100 is a, a decent price tag. He does. He has strikeout stuff. I don't think I end up on him today, you know, just in general. Um, I think there's better plays. 
I like where his pitch count is. I like how good he is against righties. My biggest concern is, I mean, this is a lineup that can go six, seven lefties, and he's really, really just struggled with lefties. So if for some of the reason, if for some reason the Seattle lineup comes out and you see like five or six righties in there, that's where I think Lorenzo would become interesting. But I think he's going to get a lot of lefties, and I don't think this is necessarily the spot you want to do it. And then Robbie Ray on the other side of this game, 25% Ks on the season, massive fly balls, massive hard contact. The top of this order is scary Um, with Ward trout. If Rendon is back, do you have any interest here in Robbie Ray? Uh, A slight interest Stevie. Um, I think he's cheap enough here at 8,700. We've seen the Angels get mowed down by worse pitchers. Uh, I think I think Robbie Ray's – honestly, Robbie Ray might be the best tournament play on the slate. Um, either, and here's what, here's what I mean, Stevie. <coughs> Excuse me. I almost feel like there's no middle ground with him in this spot. Either he's going to mow this team down, he's going to pick up 30 fantasy points, you know, or upper 20s, or he's going to get rocked. I don't think there's an in-between where it's like 6Ks, you know, six innings, gives up three runs. Like, I, I think he gets rocked where he mows this team down. I actually want to side with the fact that I think he mows this team down today. I'm not – Trout could get to him or Tani could get to him. Like, these are the facts. But Robbie Ray, I think this is a spot where he could get off here. I like him for tournaments. I mean, I think you can see anywhere from negative five to 30 in this spot. And I think that's exactly, kind of what that, – exactly. Yeah, I think that's what you're trying to say. Um, I mean, if you look at the middle half of this lineup, if they leave those lefties in there, I mean, it just increases the ceiling for Ray. He's just really going to need to get around, you know, the top half of this order. Um, so I think I'm with you as far as large field tournaments. I have no issue stacking LA in this spot. Um, it'd probably be more like a three man hoping that like Rendon is back at 4,100 and then you put in trout. Taylor Ward is a fantastic value at 4,200. He hasn't been great since coming back, but this is a great spot against the lefty. Um, So, yeah, I think overall it would be a three-man, and you'd just be chasing those right-handed power bats against uh, Robbie Ray's fly ball and hard hits. Absolutely. I'm in 100%. Seattle, they're kind of of interesting here. Um, Lorenzen, like I said, he just struggles so much with lefties. So, you know, a guy like Winker, a guy like Crawford, um, a guy like Raleigh, Trammo, like they have some they have some upside at their pricing today. Don't think I full stack them. I think it would be a mini or just a one off. Like if Tremel is in there, he's twenty two hundred. Uh, yes. You know, he's just so cheap and he just opens up and he's been hitting fifth or sixth in this lineup. So I mean, he's getting decent lineup spots. Yeah, absolutely. And Jesse Winker still isn't overpriced. He's just 4,300. So I'm with you 100%, Stevie. And, and I'm also in agreement. I definitely think Lorenzen sees at least five, six lefties here. Like, I think he's going to get a pile of them. So uh, this could very well be a team to stack. If he's going to see that many lefties, go ahead and hop on the Michael Lorenzen walks, Stevie. Uh, that, that, if they give them to us at one and a half, you just go ahead and take the over uh, and call it a day. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's pretty much where I would be. He's at an 8.7% walk rate anyway. Anyway, Steve, you want to guess what he is to lefties? Walk rate to lefties. 
I mean, I already know the answer, so it's 13.6%. But Yeah, uh... I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, if, if they give us a one-and-a-half walk prop, and I actually think they will, Stevie. I know I keep building cards, like, but I'm telling you, like, you get, you get on these lines when they come out, uh, the walks won't come out until 10 or 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But still, like, write this down, people. Get on your radar. Like, I'm giving you plus props right now. And if they don't hit tomorrow, don't worry. Play it the next time. I'm telling you, these are gems for us if he's going to see this many lefties. Yeah, so, I mean, the other thing that I would be looking at is, like, if they give us 15 and a half pitching outs, I would take the under. Um, I don't I don't necessarily see Lorenzen going deep into this game. And I know – They've let him go, and I think if it comes in at 15 and a half, I think I take the under. If they if they run that very left-handed left, that won't be a line that moves too, so you can wait to see what the lineup looks like before you do that one. Um, if they go very left-handed heavy, it might even come in higher than that because of how many innings he's been pitching. It might come in at 5 and 5.2, um, five and two thirds. It might come in at six, like because of how many innings he's been pitching. I really like checking that and maybe getting that under um, when that all happens, depending on the lineup here. So, all right, we finish it out. Cleveland at LA taking on the Dodgers, eight total Dodgers, a two seventy favorite Zach, please going up against Clayton Kershaw. This line is a little crazy. Um, and like, I'm a person that is a firm believer in how good the Dodgers are, but this line might be a little crazy. Um, we'll start here with please. he's not been good. He gives up a ton of hard contact to both sides of the plate. He struggles with power bats. He struggles with strikeouts. He's the reason this line is so high. Um, yeah. Don't play Zach please against the Dodgers. That will not end well. You know, I'm not playing please Stevie. Um, just just not doing it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, 10-5. Nope. <laughs> he, has, he has one game, one, one game over 22 FanDuel points or fantasy points this year. One. And he's getting a Cleveland team that has a 16.3% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. No, no, <laughs> like I'm not going to stack against Kershaw. He doesn't typically get blown up. Don't get me wrong, but he's had one game and like, they're so careful with his pitches. Like, no, do not pay 10 five for Clayton Kershaw in this matchup. Yep. Not doing it. No, and, like, I don't really like the Cleveland Bats here. I'll say that. Like, I'm okay with not playing Kershaw and not playing the Cleveland Bats. I'm with you 100%. Like, not doing it. Just no. And please act – I mean, anyway, you know, we don't, we don't have to explain it. Please act in a bad spot here. Uh, yeah, I don't, have a, I don't have a dog in this NBA Finals game, but – Jason Tatum, I feel like he does not get the elite superstar calls. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Dodgers, Bats, this is your hammer, man. This is your hammer. This team is a pivot off of cores. This is a team that can put up a bunch of points in this game. I like it. I mean, 
you just stack this team every way that you can, Steve. Every way, like, like free money Freddy's big time in play for me here at 5,300. Muncie is overpriced for his production. Don't care. Like, I'm in. Cody Bellinger is still at the bottom of his lineup at 4K. Gavin Lux at the very bottom at 37. If he comes in, like, like I'm in. Just so you guys know, some of these fantasy props for the cores bats, Connor Joe, seven fantasy points. CJ Crone, seven and a half fantasy points. Oh, baby. I can't wait to see what some of these total – like, we're going to get one and a half total bases from Andy Machado today. It's going to happen, and I am just going to go – um, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we will get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Give me a cheap pitcher that you like to get some strikeouts today. John Gray. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like I, I, this, is a, this is an easy one. And, uh, Will's just messing with you. guys can't see um, camera. He's just messing with me over here. Um, yeah, I mean, he is by far, by far, he's going to be so chalky on this slate. Um, I don't think many, if anybody else gets over six strikeouts. So just give me, give me Waka against his old team. I mean, I, and I don't think it happens (laughs) over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bus today? Um, I mean, this is kind of an easy one for me. I think I think we're going to be close. Give me give me Giolito against Houston. I like that one. Um, I think I am going to go. I'm not going to take a course pitcher because I don't think that's fair. Um, I think I'm going to go Robbie Ray because I, I again I think his his floor ceiling is just so so dramatic today. Um, yeah. And I don't want to take Gore. I don't think Gore gets there, but that's cheating. Taking a pitcher in Coors is just cheating. Um, over 4K to hit a home run, not in Coors. Who you got to go yard today? Hmm. There's so many guys, Stevie. Um, give me Byron Buxton against Bumgarner. I think he goes overlooked today. I got to take your boy, man. I got to go free money, Freddie. Uh, yep. You know, and, and he only has five home runs on the season. It's like him and Matt Olson have kind of both underperformed this year. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got that's cheap today? Gosh, Steve, that was so close, but they didn't give us our guy uh, cheap enough. So, Give me – and everybody I like is, a, like, right at 4K or – give me Josh Bell at 3,900. What's crazy is, like, there's so many answers down here that are in cores. Like, there's well, – I, I was trying to avoid cores, Steve. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's why. That's, that's a rule to the game, right? Like, we don't yeah. allow cores. <laughs> Um, but I'm just saying, like, 
there's going to be a lot of chalk today. That that is all I'm getting at because I mean, there's just so there's like five guys under 4K in the course game that are all super super playable here. Um, so I mean, yeah, we're gonna see a lot of ownership. I mean, it might even be more than that. Um, so yeah, I I think I'm gonna go a little. I think this is a little off the board. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's not, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go AJ Pollock against Valdez. Oh, I don't hate that though. I like do you it. Know, do you know that he has multi hits in seven straight games? Incredible. Seven straight games. He has multi hits. Um and he gets a lefty. Valdez is good, but I mean, he is, he's obviously seeing the ball really well. And a lot of those hits were singles, but the point of the game is two hits. So two hits, two yeah. singles is still over one and a half total bases. Just saying. Give me a stack, Will, to score six or more runs today. And it's so many spots. Like, uh, definitely not giving you cores. I am going to give you the twins. Stevie, I like the twins today. Like, this. And I think I know where you're going outside of course, but but the Twins, man, against Bumgarner, big time spot. Well, I know you know that I like the Dodgers, but I'm not going to say the Dodgers. I'm going to go back to that very first game that we talked about today. And I love Philadelphia today. They're yeah. one of my favorite stacks on the slate. Espinino, Espino, um, just not good. I, and like, this is likely going to be a, a bullpen type of game for them. And Corbin kind of got beat up yesterday. So the bullpen got used a little bit. Um, I really like, really, really like the Philly stack here. Yeah. This dude's going to sure. throw strikes and he's just not great. So, um, yeah. Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, if, if you were listening to this pod, please, please, please if you will, take into consideration some of the props that I've given you over the course of this show. If they come out where at, at the lines that we've talked about, and I know this is traditional DFS show, but I did want to drive this point home. If they come out there, please trust me on these lines and, and hammer them. Uh, I don't care if they don't hit tomorrow. Just stick with me here. But I, I, I'm i in on these lines. I'm, sit, I'm, I'm sitting waiting for them to come out as we speak, Stevie. Also, do the man a solid. Get in the Rotor Grinders Discord. Check out Chiefs Prop Shop. This dude's posting in there all the time. I come hang out. I post stuff in there all the time. Come hang out with us. Um, someone in someone in your channel just now just said Wiggins MVP. Um, oh, they, they're trolling, by the way. I mean, I, I know. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I just if it's not Curry, don't be silly. Um, it's gonna be Steph. Like, come on, man. Anyway, we'll we're gonna get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. We'll be back Monday talking baseball. Good luck. We'll see you then.